This is Brain Diet, another bonus episode. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. everyone. We are back with another episode that will continue to focus on our mindset around the pandemic panic. Because I've said it before, but the absolute best thing that you can do for yourself, more than buying food storage, more than buying toilet paper, more than planning a schedule for your life to accommodate for the collective society changes that have occurred, the best thing that you can do is to take care of your mind. Because if we didn't have brains, then a pandemic or an earthquake or the grocery store being out of eggs wouldn't have an effect on us. The most difficult part of everything happening right now It's not the virus, it's not the casualties, it's not the state of our resources, it's not even the state of the economy, it is all of the drama in our minds and all of the subsequent emotions that follow. So these external circumstances, meaning the pandemic, meaning natural disasters, we just experienced an earthquake. Well, actually, we experienced multiple earthquakes here in Utah. But those things do not cause emotions in us. Our brains thinking thoughts cause emotions within us. And learning that vital truth and using it in your favor is the best possible thing that you can do especially when things as a collective are shifting and changing. So our thoughts are what are creating emotions within us. Our thoughts are what are making us feel panicked and scared and nervous. So if you're feeling those things, if you are feeling panicked and nervous and scared, that is totally okay. It's important to remember that negative emotions aren't problems to be solved. They aren't something in need of fixing. Negative emotions are simply a reflection of what is going on in our minds and has nothing to do with our external circumstances. And emotions are, they act as our guidance systems. Emotions determine everything that we do or don't do. So if you're feeling afraid specifically about what's going on, then that emotion isn't going to drive you to run out into the world and try to hug everyone. Odds are, if you're feeling afraid, you'd probably stay in your house. And if you're feeling panicked, then that emotion is going to drive you to go to Costco and over-purchase on pantry and food storage. So emotions are driving our behavior. And feeling negative emotions, believe it or not, is totally doable. If you were to take a second and really tap into exactly what you are feeling right now, and you could give yourself the space to be present with that emotion, to really identify it and open yourself up to it, you'd be giving yourself a gift. Now, if you start to judge your emotions, then you become unwilling to feel them. I know there are people all over the world that have had events planned 
for any amount of time that are having to postpone or cancel them, whether they're conferences or weddings or birthdays or vacations. And I'm seeing so many people try to talk themselves out of their disappointment. I have two friends who both have their weddings planned for a date that is weeks away and have decided to postpone them. And both have been trying to simply see the positive and have a good attitude about it. But I know that the disappointment is there. And they've voiced it sometimes. I know that there's also some anger and maybe some sadness. And resisting those causes so much more harm than simply feeling them in the first place. There is no shame or judgment in feeling those emotions. We are human beings. Of course, we're supposed to experience some disappointment and anger and sadness sometimes. And if we didn't know those emotions, then how could we possibly know their opposites? When we're able to experience the negative emotions and feelings in our everyday lives, it is then that we can notice when we are truly feeling happy and blissful and not just when we're trying to have a positive attitude. Now, having a positive attitude is a very common phrase that people pull out when they are feeling crappy. But I think that idea can be a little bit toxic. When we are trying to talk ourselves out of what we're feeling and try to simply force a replacement emotion into its place, that's when we get ourselves into trouble. Resisting emotion is like trying to force a beach ball underwater. And when you push really hard, it eventually explodes up above the water. We might initially resist an emotion because we're afraid of what the experience of feeling it will be. And because of that, we associate the experience of an emotion with what it's like to experience it after we've resisted it. When it explodes like that beach ball. Any emotion that is allowed and felt all the way through, it's like observing that beach ball simply floating on top of the water. It is harmless and easy. So when people say, I'm trying to have a good attitude about all of this, they are denying the truth of their experience. If you don't have a good attitude about something, it doesn't mean that you should. Positive thinking is only useful and helpful if it is coming from what you truly believe and not in compensation for negative emotion. So instead of positive thinking, I encourage instead useful thinking, which starts very first with simply noticing what you are currently thinking. What are your thoughts and your fears about what is happening in the world right now? What is it that you are thinking that is making you feel so panicked and scared? Hold space for yourself without judgment to really identify what thoughts are circling in your head about everything going on. Because our brains are wired to look for problems. They do this for our survival, for our own benefit, right? And so when we find a significant amount of problems, like so many of us are finding lately, our brains freak out looking for solutions to solve those problems. So when we notice and identify what it is that we're thinking, we can't approach it with judgment and say, you are so stupid for thinking this. Our brains are doing their jobs. They're working amazingly well. We're so lucky to have human brains. 
One of my favorite ways to process through what I'm feeling is to simply say, I'm a person who's feeling panic right now. Or I'm a person who's feeling anxiety right now. I'm a person with a beach ball of fear next to me in this swimming pool. I identify it and become completely okay with it being there. It doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong. It simply means I had a thought that caused it. So from this space, we aren't judging what we're feeling. We don't blame ourselves for what we're feeling. We simply own that we are the creators of it. And that gives us all of the authority over it. Feeling negative emotions is totally doable. It's resisting them that is the hard work. Now, as we talk about feeling our emotions, I want to address perhaps the temptation that some have felt to eat your way through this pandemic panic as opposed to feel your way through it. Eating your way through emotions is an impossible task. There isn't enough food in the world to solve for what you are trying to solve. Food may buffer us away from what we're feeling temporarily, but without addressing the thoughts that caused the negative emotion in the first place, the thoughts will come back. The emotions will come back. And we'll start the cycle over of trying to eat our way through things. And I also want to offer that denying yourself this experience, trying to buffer your way through something difficult, is not very compassionate for yourself. If we were to look at your relationship with those closest to you, if someone you loved were feeling a deep panic about something, you wouldn't just say, geez, here's a box of donuts. I don't want to deal with you right now. You would show up for them with compassion and love and with a desire to help them in whatever way that you could. This same principle applies to ourselves as we start to process the negative emotions we're feeling. Dismissing them and trying to push them away will only make them come back more intensely. Distracting yourself from the experience of an emotion doesn't mean it's not there. Having compassion for yourself means giving yourself permission to experience all of your emotions without any judgment, as well as being present with yourself instead of trying to numb yourself away from your life. One final thing that I want to address is those that are feeling scarce those that are feeling the need to stockpile every resource they can think of because of what might happen and those that are worrying that our future will be scarce because of the effect this pandemic will have on the economy. Some of us believe that we are simply reporting the facts when we say that we don't have enough at home and we need to be more prepared. But thinking that way makes us feel very scarce and can also create the feeling of instability and fear. Now, I'm not saying that we should all stop going to Costco or that we should stop buying food storage or that we should stop buying water and all that. I am simply saying that it is worthwhile to examine the emotions that are motivating that behavior. If we are behaving in that way because we believe that our livelihood is threatened by scarcity of resources, then that feels terrible. Thinking we need more is a mindset and not a fact. Coming from this space of not enoughness is very depleting and fearful. But what if you were to question that and consider that you might always have exactly what you need? 
I went to the grocery store a couple of days ago because I had a number of things on my grocery list, um, spinach and eggs and strawberries and milk and I think turkey bacon or something. And when I got there, they didn't have the eggs or the milk or the turkey bacon. And so instead of spinning into, oh no, the store doesn't have what we need, I said to myself, huh, I thought when I came today that I needed spinach, eggs, turkey bacon, strawberries, and milk. Turns out I don't need all of those things. Turns out today I guess I just need spinach and strawberries. Now, again, I'm not saying to throw away your preparedness efforts and just wait on the couch for the end of the world. I'm simply saying to exercise some more useful and deliberate and intentional thinking that is more energizing and abundant. Thinking we will always have what we need isn't a fact, but neither is we don't have enough. We need more. The same behavior could be motivated by those same thoughts, but one feels safe and one feels terrible. We always have control over our minds and what we choose to think when stores don't have things in stock and when there is a virus that is spreading across the globe. Coming from a more abundant mindset allows for us to create strategies for growth. It allows us to prepare and plan in a way that is useful and helpful and helps us increase our capabilities. I tell you all of this not to blame you for what you are feeling and how you are behaving. I tell you all of this to simply reveal what is going on in your mind and show you the power that you do have. You have more power than any virus or any economic situation can ever have. You have your own amazing human brain. Now, I mentioned in my previous episode that I'm really eager to offer my mini sessions to help those struggling right now. So please, if that is you, go to my website. I will link it in the show notes, taylorannmacy.com and sign up and I will help you. There will be no selling. It is simply just helping and doing what I can in a world that is full of some very interesting circumstances. So thank you for listening and I will talk to you next time.